Welcome back to Beyond the Bar podcast, where we explore the lives and passions of trailblazers, entrepreneurs, and cultural icons. And we go beyond their accomplishments to bring out more humanness and kindness. I am Denise Satova, your host. And today I am super excited to chat with amazing Mara Marini. She's an actress, she's a writer, producer. She is known for her vivacious roles, including the TV show Parks and Recs, Schitt's Creek, the movie Chips. I mean, there's just so much more, but also her creative ventures in writing and producing. Um, she's a Canadian native uh, who has uh, made a splash in Hollywood, and she's just full of life. So let's dive right into her story. Mara, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> you really are full of life. You know, you, I spoke to you <laughs> on the phone, and you look and sound exactly what you were like on the phone and what I what I envisioned. So it's such a pleasure to have you here with us. Um, tell me about your journey from, from Canada to Hollywood. I know there's so much there. Sure, yeah. So I knew since I was four years old that I wanted to be an actress. Um, and my parents didn't really know what to do with me because my mom was a teacher, my dad was a pilot. We were in Winnipeg, Manitoba. There wasn't, now they're shooting a lot there, but when I was a kid, they, there was no industry there at all. Um, and so when I was six, I just started memorizing out of my mom's Shakespeare book and she's like, okay, I'll try to find a children's theater class for you, which she did. And I fell even more in love. And then just everything was, how do I get to LA? How do I get to LA? Cause I knew that that's where you needed to be, or, you know, that's what I thought. And just, you know, at the time that was pretty true. I know you can be other places now. Um, and I'm such a Capricorn. So like every yearbook quote, every everything was like, how do I get to LA? And I auditioned for the, well, I actually went to York University when I was 17 for their theater program. And I, when I was there, I auditioned for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which has a New York and an LA campus. Um, and I got in and I was like, oh, off to LA. And so I was, <laughs> got here at 18 and haven't left. I mean, I've done projects in other places, but I've lived here since, so yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that was just like such a big blast <laughs> through that. That is amazing. So you were so hyper-focused. It's almost like a, a, a law of attraction that was just unfolding and you had this vision that you were attached to, you know, that's, that's really, that's really inspiring. You were pursuing your dreams. Look, I'm sure though, that your journey um, to the entertainment industry and through it uh, was not was not easy. It was not a straight trajectory. Um, can you share a moment of, you know, setback and, and how you bounced back, obviously, and sort of the biggest lesson from that? Sure, sure. I mean, I've had quite a few. Um, it was really hard starting out. I think even from a very young age, I would have acting teachers say, you're going to work a ton when you're older. You're going to work a ton when you're much older. And you don't want to hear that when, you know, your yeah. friends are like auditioning for the CW Ingenues and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was told, like likened to a young Jennifer Coolidge before like everyone knew who Jennifer Coolidge was. She actually spoke at my graduation, funny side note. But um, so for me, yeah, I just, it was, it was hard because I was, you know, hitting the pavement, trying to get representation, trying to get auditions, and it just wasn't happening for me. Um, so I started kind of creating my own stuff. Um, I did my own one woman show. I also kind of did this like backward sort of thing where I, it's, 
not illegal, but it's not really allowed. Um, basically, <laughs> love it. Um, every day, spill the beans, spill the beans. Okay, <laughs> every day. Breakdowns comes out, and what breakdowns are are all the roles that are auditioning, or you know, they're seeking submissions for auditions, and okay. only agents and managers are allowed to get those. Well, at the time, a retired manager was allowing me to use his account, and I was able to submit myself for things, which was awesome. Um, it was a very short period of time, but rewind a little bit. I um, this one casting director was having a workshop and I didn't have good representation at the time. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get in front of her any other way. And she was casting some big comedy shows at the time, one of the Ming Parks and Rec. So I'm like, well, I got to get in front of her somehow. So I, I pay, I go do this workshop. Uh, she told me I was really funny. I was like, oh, score. Okay. So maybe she'll remember <laughs> me for something. And it just happened to be luck of the draw. A couple of days later, this role comes out for the show. So I submit myself under that account and I make a fake email address as a manager. And I say, oh, you need to bring my client in. You just met her at the workshop. She'd be perfect for this role. And that's how I got that audition. And then I got the role and then they kept calling, you know, the show kept bringing me back, which was so wonderful. But, you know, you just sometimes have to attack the industry from any way you can get in, you know, yep. so yeah. I call Hustling. being resourceful and enterprising. Okay, no one got hurt Thank in the process. You. It's totally fine. That's ballsy. That's ballsy now. You Thank just keep you. rolling forward. No, seriously, that's that's you've obviously paved your way. And um, um, so as far as your role as an actress, talk about some, some past credits. Um, yeah, what, yeah. What, what were you doing? So Parks and Recreation was definitely one of my most fun and memorable roles because I did get to come back so many times. And I was in the series finale. Yeah. It was just so wonderful because everyone involved in the show was so happy to be there from wardrobe mm -hmm. to makeup to all the writers, the, the cast. It was just so welcoming and fun. And I think due in huge part to Amy Poehler, she made it just such a wonderful place to be. <laughs> um, but that was just such a treat. You know, you're working with comedy legends, you're getting to improv with them. Like, it's just so fun. Um, and then I uh, got to guest star on Blackish, which was also really amazing to be yeah. part of. Just some really funny, talented people on there. Shit's Creek, <laughs> which was really awesome. Um, everyone, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, they're just, you know, legends and so funny. Um, and then I've worked on, I did the movie Chips. I did this Disney show called Kickin' It. I did, I shot a Disney show, a Disney Plus show in Hawaii last year called Doogie Kamealoha MD, which is streaming now on Disney Plus with Allison Hannigan. Wow. Who, she was yeah. so funny too. She's on Dancing with the Stars right now. Um, and yeah, and then I shot a couple films last year that are waiting to come out. I know with the strike and everything, they're kind of waiting. Um, and then I have, yeah. I shot a movie in Greece at the beginning of this year, which was so cool. Um, and wow. yeah. Love yeah, Greece. We'll oh my gosh, these are some <laughs> great fun shows. Um, you know, it's it, what what is your favorite role? Because you, I mean, I think you were trained as a, as a classical actress, so you can play pretty yes. much in any role, right? But what is your favorite role? The favorite role that I played. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to say Brandy Max on Parks and Rec, just because the writing was yeah. so fantastic. Again, getting to come back and come back and come back. And, you know, they could have easily made that character very one dimensional and they gave her some depth and like heart of gold and it just made it so fun to play. So I just, I loved that one so much. It'll always hold a special place in my heart. <laughs>
You know, you've been you've been on that show, like you say, you kept on coming back. So for a while, do you have you found yourself sort of slipping, stepping into that role outside of the set just to sort of become, you know, one with it? That would be actually interesting with this particular character. <laughs> but did you, did, well, did, did you do that? <laughs> for me, I've never been a method actor and, 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 you know, everyone has their own way of doing things. For me, I've yeah. always been able to, whether it's comedy or drama, leave it at the door and come back to it when I come back. I, I know some people mm. need to really live in it. Um, I just work a little bit differently. So I, I, as much as I love Brandy Max, I don't know if I fully embody <laughs> <laughs> outside of that <laughs> that is that is amazing you're just so open and and just uh comfortable um and authentic i i, I love that um so what what that, what did your day look like when you're preparing for uh for to shoot to shoot an episode i mean there's a lot of memorization mm -hmm. what all goes into it what, what does a day like that look like for you well, it, it sort of depends on on a few factors. Like it depends on the type of show, because sometimes you know you're given your script with with enough time that you're not really stressing too much. Some, you know, you're and it, again, it, depending on the show and the episode, you're just given pink pages or blue pages. So you're basically given inserts of like new lines. Sometimes they'll like yell lines out at you. Uh, again, depending on the show, um, and with parks we were lucky enough to do a fun run so after we did a few takes of the scripted version we could actually improv which was really cool too because you never knew it would make it wow. onto the episode which is kind of rare and really really fun um but yeah it, it depends a little bit on you know the role the type of show um you know i'm very again like capricorn like workhorse so for me and i love doing this so i kind of you know go above and beyond sometimes with like research and doing all the things, but I enjoy it. And I just feel like it all adds to the character. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your yeah. question or not. <laughs> no, I, no I, that definitely gives me um, a, a glimpse into what, what that looks like. Um, what, and we, we talked about it a little bit. I'd love for you to, to share that. Um, what would be a role of a lifetime for you? If you had to play one role where you sort of, pour yourself into and your personality, what, what would that be? Well, there's like a, a few that I'm like dying to do. I mean, I, I'd love to have my own sitcom ultimately one day. That's something I, is my dream goal. Um, I would love, I, I've been told so many times, especially when I was platinum blonde, I get told so many times that I remind people of a young Dolly Parton. I mean, it would be a dream if she had a biopic. I know that probably go to, uh, a celebrity so i don't know that <laughs> if i could be in the running or not but that would be <laughs> such a dream i get told all the time you have to play you have to play um or betty white because i do get told um mm. i remind people a lot like comedy wise of betty white so and i'm such a huge fan of her um and yeah. then i before i die i have to play a mob wife or my life will have not been complete <laughs> <laughs> mob wife why <laughs> What, what, what draws you to I was that? obsessed with like mob movies, like Married to the Mob and The Sopranos when I was a kid. Like yeah. I loved Adriana. Um, I just think it would be so fun. You know, I think, you know, so but there's so many things I want to do. Um, but comedy wise, those are definitely three I would would love to be a part of at some point. Hmm. And I know you. So you also write. 
Well, tell me about yes. that. Yeah. So um, I've always written. I've always really enjoyed it. Like I love acting and I really like writing, but all of the writing is kind of to put myself in front of the camera. So um, I've written, you know, my own pilot. I have a few pilots in the works with different writing partners. Um, I also have um, a couple films that are in the works. They're all at various stages of production. Um, we actually shot a short film before the pandemic with Jane Lynch and some really funny people, Derek Phillips oh. from Friday Night Lights and another guy from Parks and Rec. Um, and we won a bunch of awards. We won Best Comedy at Mammoth Film Festival. So we're gearing up. We've actually written two shorts since, and we're gearing up to um, shoot those once the strike is over, hopefully soon. Um, and so, yeah, just hands in a bunch of different pies, and we'll see where it all goes. You really are Energizer Bunny. I, I know there's so many people cannot wait to for the for the strike to end. Uh, I was I I spoke with uh, Ice T, who was also on a show, and he said the same thing. I can't wait to get you know back into Law and Order and jump right yeah. in and and for for people like you who is just uh, full of energy and and loves you know has passion for what you do i can i can only imagine um what um how else are you channeling your creativity outside of acting and writing and you also produce yeah yeah i mean during this strike it's been a lot more writing because i can do that on my own without you know going against any rules or whatever, but it's, I'm, am dying to, to like work again. I have had the opportunity to audition for a few things, um, since the strike started that have been SAG waiver projects. I'm still waiting to hear on those fingers crossed, but yes. you know, it's unfortunately, um, there's not a lot of those around, so it's been quiet, but you know, I'm, I do love fitness. I, I I hike every day. I go to the gym every day. I try to just be active. And again, I, I I'm solar powered, so I'm I'm in the right place in California. <laughs> so for me, as long as I have the sunshine like and I that. can do something creative at the end of the day, I'm pretty happy. You know, um, talking about comedy, uh, let's talk about dating in LA. Isn't Ooh. that a isn't that a comedy these days? Yeah. I mean, I'm writing, basically the pilot I wrote is just all my dating horror stories. Cause I, I feel like if there was a Guinness book of records for the most first dates in the world, I don't think anyone has gone on more than me. I really don't. I've gone on so many first dates. I can't even tell you, literally it's gone to the point where all my girlfriends, before they go on a date, they'll be like, Hey, they'll screenshot his profile. Be like, hey, do you know him? And seven times out of 10. I do, or I have something to say, oh whether we've chatted before, matched multiple times, actually been on a date or dated. Um, but it's, it's bonkers. And, and I think, wow. you know, I have so many thoughts on why it's so hard out here. Um, it is just dark days. If you are a female looking for something more than just a first date, it is dark days. <laughs> oh man we could we could do a podcast just just on that topic alone what a hundred percent what what are your i know we talked about your, your pet peeves that had to do with driving actually that they got me laughing but <laughs> go, going back to dating like what is your like mm -hmm. non-negotiable like what's your what's your pet peeve and maybe you've seen it on on some of those first dates that were like disasters oh i mean i've had some hilarious dates but i think if a guy is rude 
to the wait staff, if he has a big ego, which well, there's a lot of those around here, you know, mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. sort of like narcissistic tendencies that I can suss out right away, um, you know, rude, rude to his mom, like any of that kind of stuff, I'm out. Like I, I literally had a guy, it was a first date, we were maybe 15 minutes into the first date, and he started this monologue about how he only dates supermodels, and then literally took out his phone and started showing me Oh my all God. the supermodels he's dated. And I'm like, am I what really here right now? <laughs> loser. Seriously? <laughs> Where it's in just, fact, it's, it's probably just, he probably lives in his mom's basement and as a cat. And, you know, that's probably the, the sad reality. Wow. That's, uh, so, so, I mean, what are you looking for in a man? So I would, I mean, for me, it's really just, I'm very feminine, so I'd love, like, you know, I'm careful to say this because I know with gender roles and everything, it's more just an energy because I don't want to say alpha because I know it has a lot of negative connotations, and I don't mean that. I wish there was a word for what I'm trying to say, but just, you know, a guy that gets stuff done, that has ambition and confidence, but is kind and can communicate and is emotionally available. and wants a relationship and is funny um i may that might be asking too much at this point but so, something my parents have been together so long they are so cute they facetime me every day just laughing at each other's Aww. jokes they just love doing life together and in a perfect world i know i'm never i feel like they won the lottery in love like i know i'm not going to get that but as close to that as i could get i would love <laughs> I, I think you can because you are very determined person you so far basically have attracted what what many people would have given up along the way and you've attracted so much into your life from like the age of four Uh, you know that perfect person is out there and you never know people who are listening here and yeah there's no need to settle i know there's so many people who settle and then they're miserable and you know that's that's not worth it so yeah, that's, but you know, do, I, I think you should have a sitcom or there should be a show on the dating disasters because <laughs> I'm, I'm based in New York and I'm hearing that here too. So yeah, it's, it's like an epidemic. There's something I think after COVID, you know, where everybody's sort of virtual and texting, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to hide myself. Right. And, yeah. and behind texting. And then when I have to reveal myself physically, it's like, oh shit. Okay. Oh my God. I'm seen. I gotta, yeah. you know, I can't communicate. I'm like, <laughs> so totally. It's, it's, and I think yeah. the apps have really ruined the male brain because they have this illusion of so, <laughs> there's so many options. And like, you know, all these guys think they can get all the hottest girls, even no matter what they look like themselves. So it's just like this interesting, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's become less about let me get to know this person and try to invest yeah. my time in this person's become more about validation it's not a dating app it's a validation app am i hot am i good looking does she think i'm hot okay good i'm on to the next one like it doesn't you know it's it's so fascinating i'll match with people and they don't say anything so i'm like you're just looking for validation (laughs) that someone will like you it's just really interesting Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, for validation or um, it's or it's just like a it's like a one night stand. That's it. It's like okay, swipe. All right, next. Yeah, no relationship. But what? What's an I interesting have to epidemic? Too. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because it used to be the one night stand thing, and we've a lot of my girlfriends talk about this. It's like they don't even try for that anymore. It's it, the dopamine hit of the match and the and a good first date is almost enough for them because then they're onto someone else for the another first date. 
It's like this constant bigger bettering it. Like she was great, but the hot blonde tomorrow might be perfect. And it's just next, next, next. It's really interesting. Wow. So just, just, just getting the swipes and the likes, get, get them to replace the orgasm. Okay. Wow. I All think right. so. Okay. So, you know, next that you're going to be, you're going to be dating AI. Like seriously, what, well, what's next? I mean, I don't right? want to get I mean... too graphic, but Oculus <laughs> has VR porn and a lot of my guy friends have like stopped dating. They just, that's what they do. Oh. And I mean, not a lot of my guy friends, but a handful and it's concerning. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be the end of humanity. <laughs> I, yeah, I know exactly. Well, that that certainly that, that that entity will not be listening to you. Will not give a shit if you have a bad day. You know, <laughs> certainly. I mean, yeah, that is wow. You know, you and I, we can we can go on and on and on forever here. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I will I will definitely have you back, and um, I, I really appreciate you putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and just you know being again authentic. Your great energy. Um, and thank you so much, you know, for sharing your laughter, your stories, just, uh, you know, the, the warmth of, of your spirit here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so wonderful. You're awesome. Thank you, Denisa. My pleasure. And for those captivated by Maris Charm, follow her adventures and acting and life on social media at Popgloss. And you can catch a glimpse of her world both on and off screen. And do not forget to hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, Beyond the Bar Podcast, and follow us on all social media channels. And until next time, stay curious and stay inspired. Mm -hmm.